CDs Radio, and we're tuning in uh, from One PS One. We're at the New York Art Book Fair 2017. My name is Himena. Hey! Yeah! Uh, my name is Himena. Oh, I'm Julia. And I'm Stephanie. And I'm Brian. What's up, y'all? Eduardo's up there. Eduardo in, is up in the heat. In the book fair, looking for more beautiful people to interview. Oh we yes, we have one more cute we person one more here. Guest over here. Hey, I'm Tsege. I'm a groupie of sweeties. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Tsege? <laughs> so maybe let's go around and say who everybody is, what, how their experience has been at New York Art Book Fair so far. Are they selling something? Are you just visiting? What's up? Hey, y'all. Um, I bumped into y'all here, which is so lit. Um, my name is Tsege. I'm with a collective called Bufu, um, which is, yeah, we out here. Um, just came through to say hey. We out. Yes, VV International. Give us, give us your money. Um, anyhow, um, it's been really lit. It's uh, I mostly looked out for the POC like makers, which are kind of few and far between. But the ones who are here are doing really dope work. I saw um, Three Dot Zine at um, what's the, what's his name? Lawrence, I think his name is out of Baltimore. He was selling some cool stuff, and then um, Colored Press had some really interesting things. So shouts out to the Black and Brown folks who are out here selling work. Yeah, it's lit. Definitely. Oh, hey. Hey. Oh, Eduardo, the fourth room. member of Sweeties, just came into the room. Also, shout out to No Way, Paul. You yes, know, Paul. Putting us on. Thank you, Paul. Ali's here, too. Always. Hey. Um, yes. So, so yeah. Jimena. Okay, so hi, I'm Jimena. Um, I'm part of Sweeties. I'm one of the co-founders, co-curators. And also a little bit about Sweeties um, for those who might have not heard about us yet um we're a collective of four artists um we basically create exhibitions from like poetry nights to like uh curated like an art exhibition or like a film screening to last night we just had a concert um so all dedicated to artists of color um so that's what we're here so we're about and i'm gonna pass it on to julia hey i'm julia um Wow, my experience so far at the Art Book Fair, I just got here. It is extremely hot, it is extremely crowded. That's like <laughs> what I'm, that's, I'm just going from what I'm feeling right now. So, yeah, oof. Get a get an ice pop or something, because this is a lot. You have to be really strong to get through this. But eat it real but, quick, because they're going to try to take it yeah, away from you try, at the entry. Yeah, you got to hide your water bottle. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, just walking around again, yeah, definitely not that many POC faces, but the artwork that I'm seeing is really dope. And I ran into Stephanie over here, so I'm super excited about that. Um, take over. Yeah, you guys found me. I was sweating in there. It was so bad. I was using my own books to like keep myself dry. Tell us about your books. Oh, so okay. Well, well, like formally introduce myself. So my name is Stephanie Rodriguez. Um, I'm Dominican. I'm from. The, the, from the Bronx, hey. you know. Uh, yeah. I'm out here in Queens today representing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, my background, um, I'm an illustrator and comic book artist. Uh, my quote-unquote collective, my name is Steph Gez. That's, like, my brand name. Um, yeah, so, like, I write mostly autobiographical comics about myself growing up in New York. Um, the awkward shit that happens to me all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, like, really humorous and super relatable things it's yeah very girly too so <laughs> how's your family in dr oh how was the hurricane oh um oh in new york or in dr in dr oh in dr uh oddly enough a lot of my family is here now okay, well, I do, yeah so we're, we're lucky enough everyone's yeah. fine like i have an aunt who's That's in awesome. puerto rico um she's she's okay yeah um but yeah like my family came here in the 70s so like i'm first generation wow. so like we all kind of came here together yeah. you know like one people one group yeah everyone <laughs> yeah exactly. keep bringing them in exactly <laughs> here you work at the bodega too <laughs> right that's awesome Hi, my name is Brian uh, Rodriguez also. Yeah. Um, shout out to the Rodriguez. Shout out to the Rodriguez, <laughs> Rodriguez clan out there. Um, I'm also part of Sweeties. Um, and yeah, I'm just my, my feelings about uh, printed matter and PS1 and all these things are kind of all like similar, you know, like I feel like we, we're, we're st- we're, they have, still have a lot of work to do. And, um, you know, I mean, we need to put, we need, and we need, you know, moments when we do put on, when we do have the the chance to, like, say something or put people on blast or, like, you know, like, challenge what, what's, what's happening so, like, things could change, you know? And it takes a while. I think it takes a long time. Um, but that's why we're here, I guess, you know? But I'm excited about the guests we have today. Yeah. Um, what, um, are you living, are you still living in the Bronx? I'm actually living in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. I know. Okay. And I'm like saying like that just because people give me a lot about like you know, what they just they like say? bust my balls about it. They're like, Oh, like, you're not representing enough of the Bronx anymore. Uh, like, yeah. Why you move out there? Because you know, it's like right. you know, sh- things are changing a lot. So similar like, things are happening to the Bronx too though, right? Yeah, I mean gentrification's happening over there too, but in like a really fast way and in, in, in an abrupt way. Right. You know, it's kinda like what happened to Harlem a couple of years back where they just like threw like big box stores. You're like, Oh, here's an American apparel, boom, like just like you know, where there was like an empty lot and it just happened so so abruptly, you're like, What? So the South Bronx, same thing is happening. They're putting like these like really like fancy looking um coffee shops right next to like like some really dangerous like projects and it's like it's not welcoming the people that live there. It's kind. Of, it's it's almost like for the people that come in for Yankee games, you right? Know? So they're fighting back back a lot, though. I guess because like we saw what happened to Brook, what's happening to Brooklyn, what happened to Harlem. So you know the community out there in the Bronx is like pushing hardcore. For what are some of the things that they're doing? Oh um, man, like that. the art, the arts community. Uh, there was a show um, hosted by Swiss Beats back oh, last really? summer. 
Yeah, and they were like, yeah, like it's a music and art show, and there were barely any Bronx artists um, in the show at all. Oh, wow. So I had some friends at, um, I think the place is called uh, Wall- Wallworks. Wallworks. It's ra- ran by uh, Tats Crew, which is a legendary um, Bronx graffiti group. Um, wow. they, they tagged yeah. up all the subways back in the 80s. So now they opened up a gallery. Mostly for graffiti work, but I mean, it kind of opens up to lots of other things. But they're in the South Bronx, really close to where Swiss Beats was having the show. So they had like a, like an anti, yeah, yeah. So like, those are like some of the ways that they're like fighting right. back. Like, yes. because basically, you know, they're, they had that party in an area where they're going to build like some new like high rises and, you know, they get like <laughs> affordable housing, but it's not, you know, like a lot of, um, Film companies and things like that are actually coming into the area just because of like the cheap, like you know, for them it's like a cheap studio that, space. Yeah, that's yeah. that. I, I feel like that happens all the time. I mean, we were just talking about like we, we well, Jimena and I, we grew up in South Florida for for oh, a long well, time. Yeah, I used to live in uh, Florida for a little bit. Live, where, yeah, oh, shit. Oh, no, it's yeah, like, shout out to Florida, yeah, uh, no, South Florida, uh, yo. Tampa, Tampa Bay, to the, Florida. you know, to the, <laughs> <laughs> to the cutest up in South Florida. Okay, yeah. What is it? <laughs> Sorry. Like, why did you move down to Florida? I'm like every New York, every New York family, especially if they're Latino. I don't know why they, they always go, move from the Bronx, to, Brooklyn, Queens. They go down to Florida. It's yeah. like, oh, my abuelita. They moved think it's down gonna be alike or something. Go. They think it's gonna be similar. <laughs> um, yeah. No. What, what, what I was saying was, um, there's a, like that's happening to this neighborhood in Miami called Overtown, um, where like people are going over there and like. Uh, like planting like Hollywood studios and making films there, you know, it's like yeah. kind of like Hollywood. I feel like loves that like aesthetic of, mm-hmm. but also, but also the. I, I went. I went to Miami recently, and yeah. I was blown by the what was the na- the neighborhood that like there's like all they like bought up a whole ass neighborhood like Winwood like Winwood yeah yeah I, it was wild or like Little Haiti basically what it, yeah I mean oh really yeah they don't they don't advertise it's, that I mean, no, <laughs> that was a trip to me that yeah was I mean there's people that own land in those places and shit you know what I mean like the people that I'm not, like, I mean I have no the, business being there no for and I heard I heard the dude who bought it is like he's he's based here he like did something similar to Chelsea or something and like he bought this whole and it's like this like white dude who basically bought this whole neighborhood <laughs> and like it's like his vision of utopia is Winwood. it's like he is like envisioning a whole like he's like instead of like which I hear is like also a thing that developers are doing now is like buying neighborhoods instead of like yeah, a building it's like that's the whole dangerous. thing yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Miami's based on that I feel wild yeah. They try to do that with the Bronx. There's a like a historical street. I think it's I might be getting strong. It's near like Alexander Avenue, uh, but it's like uh, a lot of brownstones and like they've been knocking on doors and like bothering the residents like and offering them a, like a lot of money so they could just like you know buy the buy the building. But who knows if that building's gonna still stay there? They might demolish it and put something else in there. That's crazy. Um, CK, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Bufu's up to? I know it's like a trip to China. Ooh, a big trip happening. Tell tell us, tell us. I love y'all. This is so fun. This is so (laughs) lit. This is like the best thing I could have wandered into today. (laughs) This is also like, can we be real? This is the brownest room in MoMA right now. (laughs) In the whole fucking, in the whole... No, for real. Shouts out. Shouts out. Reporting live. In the base, from the basement. Yo, it's lit. In the basement, <laughs> yo, for real. In the basement, in the basement, at Mobile PS1. But, but we have the best it's ventilation, so, I will and say. And we that. get to that, and we're like Listen, the least sweaty and the cool. most brown. <laughs> Ugh, it's beautiful. Um, 
on that note, no, but uh, but yeah, I guess yeah. Bufu, Bufu is a fan of Sweeties. That was our first line in our bio. Um, but we're uh, we're a co- we're a collective of uh, Black and Asian um, organizers and artists, and we do a lot of like. Um, community organizing around New York and then we've been working on for the last two years a documentary looking at positions of solidarity and discord and so um, which is which was birthed out of a lot of challenges within our communities and a lot of yeah we did yeah we did some programming and there was a lot of discord and we were like let's try and put some language around what's happening here and so we've now been to Ethiopia Japan Korea Jamaica um, and now we're going to China this next week um, to shoot for a month a month yeah and then we'll be back, and then we're going to be finishing editing and then put the baby out to the world. Oh um, and then we've done a lot of, we've kind of fallen into, because a bunch of us are organizers, we've done a lot of community programs, which y'all were part of in July. It was so fucking lit. Y'all are lit. Um, but, uh, but a lot of that just kind of came out of, like, need and necessity, and, like, we're, you know, a bunch of QT POC weirdos. So we are like, let's do some shit with our folks. Um, and so it's, it's become from, it used to be a collaborative documentary, project now it's a collective and now we're like trying to figure out what yeah what the fuck we're doing and staying very very illegible all the time people have no idea what we're doing ever they're just like okay we'll show up <laughs> there's, there's a party there's a screening there's a hangout i don't know so, so what's happening in china are you going to be filming are you going to be editing what's what's going on there we're kind of doing more. a mix of both so we'll be um we'll be in beijing for a week um doing some interviews and then we're going to a residency space in the yunnan province I'm like fucking up all these names. I'm so sorry if you know these places or, you know, can, yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, and then the last place we're going to is Guangzhou. And Guangzhou is kind of known as like the little Africa of, of China where a lot of folks go to immigrate, even though it's really challenging to get like legal status in China. It's like kind of a wrap. It's yeah. very, it's like not, there is no immigration process. No, the there part. isn't. My, oh, what? oh, we got hey. a caller. Hey. Oh, ham. Who is this? You're on the line. Hi. Ah! <laughs> hey. We have a caller. Hey. You're, you're on the air right now. Oh my now. god. Okay, I, we're, are we on air right now? We're live on air. Jay Boogie just called. Uh, surprise <laughs> us. Okay. <laughs> um, I just want to send my I want to send my love and my thank yous. Did anybody find my voice? Your voice. Your, your what? My voice. <laughs> Okay, wait, I get a little context. Last night, we just hosted an amazing, magical, beautiful concert um, for Joel's latest mixtape, um, Jesus Us Me Too. It's so amazing. If you haven't heard it, um, soundcloud.com slash jbogala. Um, so, you know. <laughs> um, but thank you for coming. I, I'm so happy to hear your voice. We're, like, waking up and just still feeling so blessed by you. Um, so. Exactly. I'm so happy to hear your voice. I'm so happy that we are in each other's lives. And hey, everybody at No Wave, what's going on? Um, all right. Well, I just wanted to say hi and send my love. I'll see you guys soon in real life. We love you. Besos. All right. I love Descansa. you. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank um, you, Buggy. Yes, see it. Um. <laughs> I'm taking over, yeah. sweetie's Instagram. Yeah. Look out for the stories later. Sigue's taking over that Instagram. 
Um, I remember you posting something about having like a, an amount of hours of footage. How many hours was so that? So much hours. Yeah. I should Tell look up exactly. That. Tell us about that. Hundreds of hours of so many people talking about so many things. Um, yeah, we've done a lot of interviews, which is which is really lit. Um, and we've done them, I think, in five or six languages now, which is also which is a, yeah, it's a fucking trip. Um, and so it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and I think part of the thing is that um, so much of this work has been really I think guided spiritually like we fall into different things that we don't expect like we didn't expect to be doing a whole bunch of interviews in Japan and in Japan in French because we met a bunch of like African immigrants who spoke French like that's something that we didn't mean to like fall upon and like um, yeah we just follow wherever spirit takes us kind of yeah it's trip what a weird thing life <laughs> it's a, what it's what is all that trip. footage going to amount to at the end? Do you know? Or, I mean, I don't know if the, the, I don't think I hope there's isn't an end to this to your to that to move because no. I mean, it's interesting. Like we, I mean, we know we're going to have like a pilot coming out in January. We're doing a residency at uh, iBeam, which is like a place. I don't know, fucking. It, it's in New York, but they're going to give us money and space to like edit. So we'll be having that out in January, and then a five part doc will be done in June, and then we're going to take it back to much places we've been and then after that I don't know what the future of Bufu is like maybe we'll continue to do things I think we've also talked about maybe this is the end of a chapter I think it's also it's interesting to think about like intentionally ending things too because right. like which is uh, which is okay like it's yeah, not definitely. It, I think if, if Bufu was done then it did what it did it was lit we had a good time we were young and dope and down exactly. and then you know and maybe something else comes so who knows and y'all are also individual you, you guys have all different practices so. yeah we're yeah, we're a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, um, I want to know. I we're know. all we all have very very different practices. Jasmine, uh, Jasmine Jones, who's lit. Hey, um, <laughs> she she does mostly video and photography. Um, Sonia's like a fine artist. She does Sonia basically does everything. If I was you, seeing a lot of photography. Her shit is Sonia's fire. Her shit, basically anything Sonia touches is like she does also clothing design and like yes, she just does so like beautiful. everything. She's and I actually have a lot of weird articles of clothing that she's made. So if you see something really dope and lit, it's probably something that she made um and then cat does a lot of or community organizing which me and cat mostly came from community organizing background um and also doesn't has her own art practices music she came up through music and then for me like i spent most of my whole ass life uh doing theater and then my degrees in directing uh experimental mm -hmm. theater stuff so, yeah so weird so weird yes i'm out here <laughs> Hire me. No, I'm actually, I actually, I stopped acting because I did one. Basically, I like, I was like, theater is the way. One day, Broadway. Ugh. Um, ugh, horrible. Um, and then in 2012, I did uh, a big repertory show with like a big time company. It was a big deal. I got like a, it was like a first thing for me. I was like, oh, I'm going to get paid. Life is going to be good. And basically, I signed on to this contract to do four shows. And one of them was unwritten by a kind of well-known dude. And he was like, going to write. They gave him like mad money. They're like, do whatever you want. And you can direct and write this. We trust you just because you're a name. And he wrote the most offensive thing I've ever been in in my entire life. Wow. And it literally broke my spirit. And, like, it was 
truly the most offensive thing I've ever seen, I've ever, and I was, and I hate to say it, like, you know, I, and I ended up, I was in it, and then I ended up writing parts of the second act because I was so offended and hurt and I kept bugging him. Right. Um, and I'm not a writer. That's one thing I am not. Um, and it was, it was a really complicated moment where I was like, I need to really think about, like, how my body is used. Um, yeah, it was it was really scary, and I and I ever and I've never auditioned since then. I like left full stop after that experience. Yep. Shout out to you for for doing that because like it, it requires so much emotional labor to like mm. like the fact that you even had to do that. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that's that's a lot of work, and it's okay to leave things sometimes, you know, because it's like why put up with that shit? Truly. Yeah. Wow. Um. I guess as we're talking about writing and like the story, I'd love to hear more about your zine, um, Stefan. Like, what is it called? Like, what inspired you to start it? Like, tell us more about it. Sure. Uh, well, there's like a couple of um, there's a couple of different books that I have. Uh, so well, I'm like trying to pick one out of my head, I guess. But I guess the the latest one I did, um, but it's not yet printed. It was part of uh, La Liga Zine's uh, upcoming book about uh, colorism. So that was like one of the most difficult comics I've had to write. And it was a short one. I mean, like I've written others that are personal as well. But I guess it's because um, I'm trying to push myself to write about more um, topics that are, for me, are hard to, you know, to share with other people. But I think it's necessary because like these are important topics. And I want someone who has dealt with it to be like, oh, okay, like it's not only me. Like this isn't a weird thing, weird situation that would happen, you know. Um, yeah, so I just like wrote about um, an example um, from my family. Um, my my family's Dominican. Um, I have a light skinned father and a darker skinned mother. Um, so I'm like in that in between, and I kind of um, spoke about like the commentary that you would get. Um, me walking with my um, darker skinned mother, I would get oh, se ve muy blanquita, wow, que bella tu hija. And then with my father, it's like, oh, like, that's your daughter? Like, well, she, wow, she came out, like, dark. And it's like, the ex- we have to explain, oh, like, her mother. And so, and it was a complicated situation because um, I didn't grow up with him. I didn't really look like him physically too much. So I guess, like, that added on to, like, the whole thing. But um, the comic just kind of ends up talking. Um, I'm in a conversation with my stepmother telling her about you know this guy commenting like oh you don't look anything like your father and i'm like that's like so ridiculous and she goes uh well she says well thank god that you came out a little bit light-skinned because if not then no one would know that you're his daughter and like said it like in like the most like like duh like oh like and i was just like what and of course you know because like you grow up like you have to respect like your elders so of course i'm like uh you know i just i didn't say anything but like what the hell like this happens in our communities and it's horrible like but it was like really hard for me to write about it because like it's just so it's a personal thing i don't like to out anyone but i was just like honestly like i'm in a place where i'm okay to share this story if they see it like who cares I think it's just better for me to put it out there because someone out there is going to be like, oh, I dealt with the same thing. So, yeah. Yes, for sure. And it's deep. So, like, when you when you share stories like that, like, you will find I'm sure everybody in this room has a story like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Everyone in this room. Um, And, yeah, I think it's so important that you're doing that work because we do need to talk about it more so that we can heal from it. Exactly. Um, Which is really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. 
hearing that story is actually it, it's super wild to me because I I had a, like you were saying like everyone in this room I'm like wow across the diaspora we have folks who are are dealing with this internalized. Yeah bullshit like for me i i also have like a very light-skinned mother and a very dark-skinned father and um i remember growing up and i'm very i'm dark compared like my mom you wouldn't actually like a lot of people don't like she's so much lighter than me like people don't think she's ethiopian like they're very like they like she's she doesn't look very similar to me at all um and most of her and it's a class thing too like my mom comes from a very like like a much higher class at the time Mm -hmm. now not so much but then and then my dad, you know, was from thousands of years of farmers, like literally yes. just like farmers for as far back generations as they can think. And so I remember growing up having this one thing that stuck with me so long. And I was like a kid and like it was like an auntie came up to me and she was like, oh, you know, you're, you're so lucky that you got your mom's beautiful features. But, you know, it's a shame you got your dad's dark skin. And I remember like that, like hit like for my whole life. Like I remember that, that line echoes for me. And it's and it is wild, like across different backgrounds, like people are experiencing this, and I don't know. I'm just interested, in, like rooting out, like what is that similar thing? Hi, how are you? Sorry, yes. Oh, we got some more guests coming through. We got some more hi, guests hi, coming hi. through, y'all. Um, some more beautiful people walked into the room, um, so we'll say hi to them. Hi, do you want to tell us your name? Hi, world. I'm Hisela Zuniga. <laughs> Um, I'm a student. I'm a senior at NYU, and I love Sweeties Radio. So please tune in Woo! every time they do stuff. Please. Um, hi, how are you? you want to tell us a little bit about who you are? I'm Candice Williams from Cassandra Press. Cassandra Yay. Press. Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I'm gonna to call in Ella Frost from Black Fly. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Here. Yeah. So we're calling in Ella Frost. I, think, from I feel like this is the first time we do call-ins. Yeah, this is awesome. I like um, this. Second call-in. You can do it here. Yeah, this is the... All right. So, oh, and you haven't introduced yourself. Who are you? <laughs> Tell us a little more. Hi, everybody. Um, this is Eduardo on the mic. Uh, I've been uh, running around, that's why I haven't introduced myself, uh, kind of like finding our guests and bring them over to the basement for, for these ki- conversations. And I'm sorry I missed some of it, but uh, thank you for the invitation. <laughs> <laughs> How was it up there? Yeah. It's hectic. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> it's sweaty. <laughs> Luckily, can they hook me up with a drink ticket for my oh, beer? Yeah. So, Who you know. you up? Candice. Oh, cute. Yeah. Good. Nice. Do you want to uh, introduce yourself as well? Oh, I think. Or do you just do? Yeah, oh yeah, we've been we've been covering a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things, and like I don't know how many minutes have passed, but we've talked yeah, a lot about we, a lot. We've gone to a lot of places. I think we're kind of touching upon right, like all these like stories from our own backgrounds about like experiences of like colorism within our families, like telling some of those stories. Um, the work that we the work that we've been doing, mm-hmm. all of us as like artists and yes, mm-hmm. for 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 the peoples. And on that, we have some shade to talk about over here. Oh, yeah? Go so ahead. So, Sige, take it away. Hi. Uh, My name is Sigay. I don't mean to have shade. Um, maybe you, do, are you working the, 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 the art fair? Yeah. Okay, can you tell me, is, I saw Jonathan Mock had a piece upstairs. Is, that, is he a white dude? Oh, actually, I'm not sure. 
I think no. I'm pretty sure I googled him, and I, I I think I'm pretty sure he is. I in in case I am wrong, I'm my bad, but I'm almost 100 percent sure <laughs> that it is him. Um, so upstairs on the wall, there is a collection of African wax print cloths. Um, beautiful cloths that this man bought from who knows where in West Africa. He bought them and he has printed on them nonsense, nonsense shapes, nonsense shapes that I'm uninterested in, um, and is selling them for mad monies. And I'm just like kind of blown. I just, I just saw it and I was just like, and I, I, I have this feeling that he may, like I may have seen him in real life too, because there was a, there was a dude who was like staring at me from afar. Ooh, hello. Oh my dog. Anyways. What's up, my dog? Hey. Nah, you good. I feel like keep going, beautiful CK, people keep just. Going. Tell us I'm more. sorry. Like, tell us more. Tell us beautiful more. people keep walking in. I just get like distracted. I'm just like, ah. Oh. Anyhow, um, but yes, no. I I just was I was just thinking about that, and I was like, there, you know, like mm, I took I took a little Insta story, had got a little upset, put it on my gram. Um, yeah, follow my Insta stories. Um, I'm at Asshole Bites again. If you can spell it, you can follow me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I uh, I just was thinking about that. Anyhow, so that's my shade for the day. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Hi. Hi, Ella. Hi. Yay. <laughs> Welcome. Um, can it you works. tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> oh wait, there's a delay, and I can hear myself. That's weird. <laughs> Push through. Push through the <laughs> We're here with you. We're with you in it. So how's it going? It looks really busy. Yeah, everything's good. It's really, it's really hot over here right now, but we're all dealing yeah. with, we're all coping. Yeah, and it's really hot. Nice. Oh, that sounds but nice. But we're happy because we're in the brownest room and we're on PS One right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're here. We're here. But. T- POC, uh, organized, founded, driven about sexual health, uh, okay. based in Mexico City. No? Stop me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. All correct so far. Um, Mexico City and Toronto. And Toronto. And Toronto, okay. Great. And maybe also that it's beyond also publication, as I understand. Hi, Alex Eduardo. Hi. That, <laughs> that it's also, uh, <laughs> you also organize events and workshops, right? So I love that, that it expands into into live events and, and, and space making and stuff. Yeah. So basically, we, we got this chance this hour um, on, on live radio on No Wave. And I found this because I was like, oh my God, Black Face Scene is there. We got to bring them. And then it's like, oh, I lost on the phone. So we just kind of <laughs> thought, like, let's, 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 let's uh, tell the people like, what you guys are doing like, uh, specifically. I'd be really curious. I'm really interested in, I guess I have a few questions for Ella, maybe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just because this is, I know when we first met, like almost a year ago, you were like just starting to develop the idea for Black Fly. And I was kind of wondering, because of the way we sort of, it came out of very social gatherings like this, like, you know, like uh, just being sort of like, like bitching together about stuff or... Like finding <laughs> finding community and being like, but wait, why? And like, and yeah, and like seeing the zine today, like a year later, I can see like you know all that formatting that went into like those pers- shape, like yeah, how you how you can you just talk about how you developed the framework for fitting all those perspectives uh, into? Well, I think uh, what you said before it was definitely um, from communication and understanding that uh, finally having spaces to like talk about sexual health 
in relation to um, white supremacy and 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 within that context was like massive. Um, and then taking it the step further from making it into a physical thing was, yeah, massively about communication and finding my partner and finding a space and feeling the relief from that space to be able to talk about sexual health openly. Um, and then doing a hell of a lot of formatting um, across the internet and across computers and stuff. And that was, that was less fun, <laughs> but needed. Um, and then getting in contact with um, all of the artists that contributed and yeah, just being like, everyone needs to talk about this. We, there are so many issues within sexual health in terms of like privilege and, and all of these different issues and, and understanding that it was so much bigger than both of our experiences as well and actually feeling quite um, out of depth. Hmm in terms of how, like, the scope of the subject. And wow. it, it still feels like, even with this first copy, we're only, like, uh, like the tip of the iceberg, really. Hmm. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, have the, I guess that goes into this. Wait, do you want to shout out your partner real quick, just by name? And... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> my partner is Nana. Um, she hey. is a queer black woman, um, first generation from uh, Ghana. She's in Toronto right now. Uh, and yeah, she is definitely like the second half of this project as well. So yeah, yeah. Okay, my Hi, second Nana. question. <laughs> my second question might be a long one too, and maybe everybody wants to join in some answers. But like, what in develop like talking to like individual artists, writers, whatever, like all the different kinds of people who contributed to Blackfly. I was wondering what you, if if and what you've noticed about the conversations about sexuality and POC, like sexual health and. Um, psychological health happening online versus like mm. I know Blackfly does a lot of like live events and like is trying to get POC people together in space in real time to like actually yeah develop mm. the comfort with each other about like around their bodies and around sharing issues of sexual health so I like I want to I'm kind of asking you like yeah what do you what do you feel like that collapses or if there's like something to be gained from one and the other or like just some observations about like being a part of that online community connected through the internet and like sharing stuff so much through the internet and then extending that into real space. Like what's that been like? Mm, That's a really good question. Yeah. That is such a good question. Well, I think when I first started um, approaching people, um, it was kind of amazing because of how many people approached me and were just disclosing things about their sexual health and about their experiences and stuff. And it was just like, shit there is so much going on here and there's so so much of a, a willingness to share with like very little encouragement which means that you know that all of this stuff is important it needs to be shared and documented in a way where people feel comfortable and people feel uplifted um it's also very much like there is also a lot of pain in the poc community in terms yeah. of sexual health and i felt like um quite a lot of the subject matter in in the zine was was anger um, and that, and that is something that we were like, oh, that that's an important element of it as well. In terms of putting it, making it into physical space, it's totally different. Like there are so many more reservations, even within like coming from a place where people, you you understand that Blackfly is a place where you can be safe, but it's still it's still very different sharing these things with real live people in front of you. Wow. Um, but it's also incredibly important, like, 
one of the workshops that we had with um, a trans woman in Mexico called Leah Garcia, where she, in terms of breaking down barriers and making people feel comfortable yet vulnerable in a space, she really managed to do that in a way which was very magical, and I don't even quite understand how she did it, but yeah, it's really important to be having these conversations outside of outside of just online spaces as well. Um, uh, how did she do it? She just kind of was. <laughs> she just kind of broke down everyone's barriers in terms of the way that she moves through space, like mm -hmm. physically creating contact with everyone, mm -hmm. and then getting getting everyone to share things and. Uh, create intimacy with strangers by like doing things like staring into each other's eyes for an uncomfortable amount of time but it just really worked within the within the framework of actually uh, talk, like exposing your sexual health at the same time wow. um, for me it's been incredible it's been incredible in the sense that I share a lot more like all of my friends know about my sexual health and my sexual history in a way that I would never imagine so it's kind of in terms of like my personal life, it's it's just encouraged me to feel more secure in myself and have more trust with my community mm -hmm. as well. In a way that has definitely been inspired by the project itself, and you know, trying to I don't know like live what I'm preaching. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the name of the, of, that the, of the person that uh, did that workshop? And then, could you also tell us like where to find black uh, black fly scene yeah. in general, maybe like in social media? Where to uh, find black fly and what's next? So people for can black like find fly. out more uh, before we move on to the next guest. Is that okay? <laughs> um, what is next for black fly? And where to find me it? Me and Nana have to how and where to find it where to find it yes i think what is next to black fly <laughs> is we're going to be focusing on the next issue we will also be trying to focus on creating more events in in physical space as well we also want to do more video content particularly in mexico city where i am right now and start defining like what sexual health is in terms of like the religious aspect, all of the different aspects of it here. That's what I want to be focusing on next and maybe trying to create a, a Latin American branch of Black oh, Fly awesome. would be a big aim, but one that I'm thinking about here, like setting up a team in Mexico City, uh, which would do that. Um, more workshops. Thinking of uh, a themed issue for the next one, I think, and thinking more carefully about like what that theme would entail and 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 it, what we could do with that. Also, working with younger people and bringing Black Fly to people yeah. who like a lot of the people who are reading Black Fly are of a certain kind of like education and have all of these privileges that education means that in terms of like making sense of life and stuff like that and yeah. it's just like i think black flag could do really meaningful things for for younger people who don't don't have those tools so that that's also a thing that we're thinking about that's great. so amazing thank you so much for calling in ella it's so great to hear your voice 
Um, yes. Shout Yay, out to thank, you. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank and you. And then um, another beautiful angel that just walked in, Medard de la Cruz, is here. Hello. He was stuck on the train and he made it. Yes. So tell us a little a bit about yourself. You're selling some work here too. Um, uh, talk to us. My name is Medard de la Cruz. Hey, Medard. Hello. Uh, <laughs> online, I am MDL Comics. Um, I draw little comics, or I make little mini zines with comics in them. Um, I've only made a few. Of, uh, <laughs> I have them on me right now. I wish I could show in the radio, but I'm showing you guys around here. <laughs> um, so I, uh, the one that I have on me right now is one piece of paper that I folded up so that it's like a little mini zine. And it's like the only trick I know how to do pretty much. Um, but it's, uh, it's really easy to make and really cheap. Um, and it's called Very Black and Very White um, because it's only in black and white and it's about black and white as a subject matter um, there's always there's only two characters in every single comic oh. <laughs> um, see ya or there's yeah there's only two types of characters which is just the black character and the white character um, in black and white and it's supposed to be funny and I often have to tell people that <laughs> um, thank you I don't know I, it's it's been it's been fun to make and like uh, sort of my, my my way of venting I guess my way of uh, it's like my therapy so um comedy a lot in your work how is that okay yeah, therapeutic for you um i guess that's the thing uh, uh that's the i think it's a big part i want to say it's a big part of my culture maybe um at least my family like we're all just like like cracking jokes all day like trying to be <laughs> funny all day there's like ne not too many serious moments in family gatherings um and and as, as for me that's just like laughter for me is a big deal because it's like it's not just funny it's like something that your body does instinctively when they understand something so I'm just like I want to be funny but I don't know how to be funny in, in, in real life <laughs> so I have to take my time and that's why it works I think because I get to like really think about like is this funny like I'm laughing but is somebody else gonna laugh so that's just how I try to be I don't know if that makes sense but but yeah, tell us a little bit about your hustle. I, I know you you got a you got a hard hustle for, for the oh yeah. Tell okay, us about, tell us about that. Um, I the what I've been doing recently is going to Union Square oh. underground and just setting up shop and selling the zines yes. for a dollar. <laughs> yes, it's been it it started off to pay the first month's rent to uh, a studio. But uh, I realized I'm going to have to do it a lot more. I was like, oh, I'm done with that. <laughs> shit's... Like, there's other people doing stuff there, you know? Yeah, And course. it's kind of competitive. Yeah. And it's kind of... <laughs> like, the first time I went there, they were like, oh, sure, hi. That's a uh, space. We've never yeah. seen you here. Huh? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a space. You know what yeah. I mean? Where all these things... That but it's great are because there's a lot of police around. And if anything, that's the first time I see police and I'm like, good. Like, I need to have these people around me because I'm like... Writing about things that are kind of like... Get people like mad or whatever. Right. And like, the fact that... I don't know if there's any other cities where you could just set up shop in the middle of a public place without a permit, you know? Right, That's right. the great thing about Union Square. You could just go right now, and in 30 minutes, you'll have at least five bucks in your pocket, which is tight, because five bucks goes a long way here. 
For sure. Um, so I just approach people that even like turn their neck, and I'm like, "Do you want this?" And like that became how I started doing it. Um, and I will make, I will sell all, I will sell out every night. That's a great thing. Like they're only a dollar, so people are like, "Fuck it, here's a dollar." And I don't know, if I'm supposed to curse. <laughs> Not yet. <Okay>. You good? <laughs> but uh, every now and then I'll get in a conversation with somebody who disagrees, and I'm like, you know what? Let's let's argue right now. And I'll like, but in, a, in the best way possible, I'll like talk to them for 45 minutes, and then eventually be like, you know what? Here's a dollar. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know. It's yeah. it's not something I want to do forever, but it's meeting with strangers, like having a conversation with like a 80 year old banker about race. Who I never thought I'd even talk to a banker before, you know, like from yeah. Wall Street, right off of Wall Street, you know. Yeah. Um, having conversations with like eighth graders who come up to me thinking they know everything, like little thirteen-year-olds. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you're wrong. Let's do this. Let's talk. Like yeah. everybody. <laughs> And then the way I did it was I, I painted one of the comics. I I don't paint much, but I painted a big comic, like really tall, so that people could see it from far away. Um, I don't know. It's work. It's worked. That's the. I don't know. It's that's the thing that's crazy about it. Today. That's it. T- tell us about where you're from. I'm from Miami. Uh, my family's Dominican. <laughs> Woo! We gotta stop. We gotta stop. We gotta stop the shout outs to Florida. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I'm Dominican Which is important I think To to point out And that's it (laughs) Two Dominican comic book artists here Oh shit Thank you all so much For tuning into this Black and brown power hour That we just had With Sweeties Radio Uh, It was so wonderful We have Sigue from Bufu, Gisela's here, we have Ella Frost from Blackfly, we got Medalla de Cruz, Steph West, um, and thank you, yeah, thank you all for tuning in, um, and follow us, we're on Instagram at Sweeties, A-T-S-W-E-E-T-Y-S. Yeah. Say hi to us. My little sister Vanessa is listening. She's 17. She's really dope. Um, she knows a lot about hip hop, and we have a lot of really dope conversations. Shout out to you, girl. <laughs> All right. Um, bye. <laughs> bye.